Welcome to the show today, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Another exciting Love Life California conference interview. Um, I hope you've been enjoying these. We've just been releasing these, but we film these all the same day, January 29th, 2022 at Calvary Chapel Chino Hills for the Love Life California conference. Amazing lineup of speakers. People have just been uh, responding such incredible testimonies already. People so moved and pumped to be here, excited for righteousness and, and life and the people of God, the church, saying, give us our marching orders. We're ready to go uh, to contend against Satan's high sacrament, yeah. uh, abortion, the sacrament of secular progressivism. Uh, enough of me speaking. We want to get straight into this wonderful time that we have with my brother, John Amanchukwu. Right. John, welcome to the show, brother. Thank you so much for having me, Seth. Yeah. Uh, so um, for those of you guys who listen to the podcast, um, if you listen to the I Survived Singer special that I released on my podcast, which was a Love Life film special with a conversational forum in between the Margaret Sanger segments, you would have heard John then. So that was when we met was <laughs> yes, in yes, Charlotte for right. the, the, that filming special, which was just powerful. Yeah. And we had already booked you for the conference yes, and Justin yes. Reeder of Love Life was like, you got to get John. And so, I mean, I just feel like we're already so like-minded, so right. grateful for you. Uh, uh, guys, John spoke at a live action um, Santa Monica Pier yes. Standing for Life event, which was just incredible mm. at the end of 2021. Uh, and, uh, and you have been lighting some fires in, mm. in North Carolina. Uh, I've seen you appear at several other events. You were at some Mama yes. Bear yes. like uh, event where they were just yeah. rallying the troops. That's and, right. That's right. and this guy is just charismatic, fiery. And, and in love with righteousness mm. and, and mm. with Christ. And so, John, uh, you know, we actually haven't got to sit down all that much together, yeah, right. right? And busy people, we live on different ends of the coast. But uh, tell us your story, brother. Right. Uh, like, why do you care about this? Yeah. Right? You're a pastor. Shouldn't you just preach the gospel? Why are you being political, John? <laughs> tell us your story and uh, how, how God brought you into ministry. And then, of course, yes. now you're, you're fearless voice for life. Yes. Well, for me, it all started uh, when I gave my life to Christ in, in college. You know, at the age of 19, I was playing football at uh, uh, St. Augustine's University at the okay. time, and then a transition to North I didn't want to assume that you had played football, <laughs> but I kind of guessed. I'm not as, I'm not as strong as you said. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll get there one, one day. <laughs> one day. But, you know, um, after um, giving my life to Christ, you know what I mean? Um, 19, wow, that's at amazing. Age of 19, that's, that's right. And so... Uh, transitioned on to North Carolina State University and God. played football there as well. And then I, I joined the church, Upper Room Church of God in Christ. And my story is quite different from most uh, African-American uh, people, um, especially in the black church, you know, because oftentimes many of the messages are quite liberal. Right. But the Lord led me to a church yeah. with a preacher who was not preaching a so-called conservative gospel. He was he was he was preaching the totality of God's word. <laughs> That's right. Line <laughs> upon line, precept <laughs> upon precept. He would go into the word of God and start from Genesis and he'll teach wow. all the way through Revelations and he left nothing out, wow. which I believe that's part of the church's problem today. We pick and choose. We cherry pick. Right. We leave certain things out yeah. of the equation, what we should discuss and talk about. And oftentimes right. that is the sanctity of life because we don't want to touch that issue. Yeah. you know. But Bishop Wooden, um, who also happens to be my mentor and father-in-law. Yeah. <laughs> Married uh, his daughter. Huh? That's, nice. that's, that's right. Um, we had a fatherhood service mm -hmm. in, uh, I believe it was 2011 or 2012. And he just exposed the church, you know what I mean, to the black genocide of Whoa. our day and showed us how many black babies were being aborted, you know. And for me, it was alarming just Whoa. to know that, you know, over 900 black babies were being killed yeah. in the womb 
every day. So was that a turning point for you or yes. were you kind of already pretty engaged on pro-life? Yeah. Well, that was a turning point for me. Okay. You know what I mean? I, you know, I was, I was a Christian, I was a minister, I was a preacher, but I, you know, I wasn't taking up the issue as, as, yeah. as, as I should. And I, I pastor would, but we really delved into the issue, you know what I mean? In a more yeah. deeper way and in a more meaningful, meaningful way mm. in 2011 when we had that fatherhood wow. service. And from there we developed a local ministry called the happy warriors and we went to a, an abortion clinic and we've been there Whoa. since 2011 you know wow because uh, you're involved with love life out of north carolina as well yes but your church was engaging out of their own conviction exactly and duty for life before yes. any like organization came along and said you need to be pro-life they right. were already that's attending that's, that's that's right you wow. know in 2011 in 2011 we were doing it and then when Love Life came to Raleigh, they needed someone to help them kind of launch the chapter there. And yeah, so yeah. Uh, I was recommended by a friend by the name of Steph, Steve Noble. Mm -hmm. And from there, I connected with Love Life, and the rest is uh, wow. history. That's awesome, brother. Yeah. Um, I, I will admit to you, John, that um, in speaking out on abortion as much as I do as my career, I get a lot of... Um, backlash often online hmm. from um, black men and women I, I believe it. who who see me as some type of like racist yeah, yeah. and the arguments of the pro-choice movement is, is that's actually a big one of theirs arguments their arguments one I mean there's so many but one of them goes something like this if you're pro-life you're actually a racist <laughs> because uh, pro-life laws disproportionately harm the black community whereas right. you and I would say no Allowing abortion disproportionately harms the black community because 3.5% of the American public, black women of childbearing age, mm. uh, obtain between 37 and 40% of the abortions according Correct. to the CDC and U.S. Census Bureau statistics. Yes. And so um, so we, we would say, well, no, we're standing for the, the rights of the black babies mm -hmm. and their mothers who are being treated as prospects. Correct by the abortion industry to sell abortions. Correct. Um, but, uh, you know, so so then, you know, people who blast me online, John, they say like, well, you, you, don't, you don't know any black people. So. And I'm like, well, no, I, I do. I, I don't really care about their skin color. Right. But no, if you talked with real black people, you would know that you need to be, be, become pro-choice. So, I oh. mean, I, I, I want you to speak a little bit to this, John, um, because there, that is, there is a culture of that. Mm -hmm. Um, but I want you to share, like, what has that experience been like for you? Have you experienced similar things or have you just yeah. been more insulated in a conservative culture yeah. where that hasn't been the norm? Like, what's that been like? Because you're such a powerful voice mm -hmm. explaining, I mean, yeah. hey, man, this goes back to Margaret Sanger. Like, this is all the same worldview. Can you talk to sure. that? Yes, like, I, I can. Um, I can remember doing the height of the whole George Floyd yeah, the debacle. I think he lost his life uh, in the summer of 2020, being at the abortion clinic and having a black father who I was trying to convince to keep his baby. You wow. Know, you know, since Black Lives Matter, keep your black baby. That's right. How, how about that? Baby's lives you matter. Know, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And he told me, he said, you know what, man, you're out here preaching to these people in front of all these white people. You're taking up a white man's issue. Whoa, really? And so, you know, that that really did something to me so much so that I'm, I'm writing writing a book on what I call eracism, which, nice. will, which I'll have a final uh, manuscript by oh, the end come of on, February dude. of this well, year. Well, your talk today at the conference is called Erased. Uh, yeah, it's spelled E-R-A-C-E-D. Yes. E -R -A -C -E -D. yes. And I'm, I'm really excited to hear it, and I know it'll, it'll fire up our listeners, but uh, yes. continue, man. Yes, and wonderful. so that book will be released hopefully um, by April of, of, of this year. And so he told me it was a white man's issue. 
And I was perplexed by that, mm-hmm. you know, because I've been coming out to the abortion clinic for several years and I never looked at it as a white man's issue. You know, I looked at it as an abortion issue, as yeah. a life, life, or, life issue. or death I- yeah. issue. A God a human issue, issue a God <clears throat> issue, right? That's right. I, 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 I agree with that. You know, and so I just paused and I looked around that day and mm-hmm. I saw that there were about 70% of the people who were outside trying to save the babies were white. But nearly 80% of the people that morning, right, mm. that were in the clinic prepared to have an abortion were black. Right. Including this father, right, who had brought his girlfriend. And he's going to tell me it's a white man's issue. You know, that that really... Wow. Well, in a strange, sick way, John... It, there, there's a there's a sliver of truth to that statement in yeah. a sick, perverted way. Yeah, yeah. Meaning this, yeah, abortion is sort of a white man's issue mm. because it was the white racists who initially were pushing birth yeah. control, Planned Parenthood, yeah. and abortion. So in a twisted yeah. way, it kind <laughs> yeah. of is, but not in the way yeah. he thought. Exactly. Now I agree with that perspective. But we'll, we'll get we'll get to uh, to to, Mar- to Margaret Sanger. Yeah. You know, and so um, I was alarmed in 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 that moment. You know, um, I say this oftentimes at the abortion clinic. In particular, the one that we go to in Raleigh, a Women's Choice Clinic of, uh, of, of Raleigh. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Don't be fooled by that name. I say this all the time. The yeah. only choice they care about is abortion. That's right. That's right? right. Because that's what brings in the money. Yeah, that's you right. know. And but, and for, in Black America specifically, John, you know, it's a right. it's a lion's share of that profit. I mean, correct. Because that three and a half percent. Get yeah. paying us forty percent of what we make on a border—that's a yes. good deal. Yeah, it, it, it works. It works out well. Yeah. You know, so we we looked at some of the numbers of the number of uh, black mothers that were coming to to the clinic to abort their babies, and it it, it came out to about seventy uh, percent of the moms that were coming to the Women's Choice Clinic of Raleigh were black, and so I started um. drilling that message to everyone that was out there. That the reason why this clinic exists, mm. the reason why it's open, is because of the black community. Yeah. If you want to shut this clinic down overnight, tell the Negro community to stop coming. Wow. I believe that's the case for many of our abortion clinics around the country. Yeah. If black America mm. would jump off the bandwagon of that's chasing right. the issue of when yeah. it's police brutality or when a right, right. white cop shoots some uh, someone who's black or something of, of, of that nature, wow. which we need to deal with the bad apples and get rid of them. Yeah. But what 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 about this notion of seventy percent of the people at this clinic are black? If they stop coming, the clinic will shut down overnight because no business can survive That's with seventy percent right. of his uh, profit of his, loss. Of yeah. his profit loss. Right, consumers leaving, then you, you, you yeah. got to close down. And we saw that during yeah. the pandemic. A lot but of. But you know what they say, John? They say, well, John, that's different. You know, come yeah. on, stop talking about because no one's forcing them to get an abortion. It's their choice. So it's they're not targeting. Listen, John, Planned Parenthood is not targeting black women, okay? They're choosing to come there. Right. So how could it be targeted if they're if they're choosing to come there? So yeah. come on, just be pro-choice, John. Well, not necessarily. You know, when you go back to the diabolical plan of Margaret Sanger, she strategically placed these clinics in economically disadvantaged areas. She wanted to put them in black 
and brown communities. Yeah. So it's not Planned Parenthood; it's planted in the hood. Oh, wow. Right? That's what we're contending. <laughs> that's what we're con contending with. Wow, you know, put the abortuary <laughs> in the black community because you know when we were slaves, you know we want to have as many children as possible because we need manpower. Right. We need free labor, right? Wow. But when it's when it comes time for us to be liberated and have our freedoms, now we got to find a way to get rid of this population. So what do we do? We set up an organism called Planned Parenthood. We push abortion on demand. Yeah, yeah. We implement plans through Lyndon B. Johnson, yeah, right? Yeah, to get the society, black, yeah, exactly. Yeah. To get it's like Candace black. Owens says, right? Yeah. Like a lot of black America is still on the Democrat plantation. Exactly. It, it just looks a little bit different now. It does. My friend, Dr. Mark Newman, uh, John, who I've had on the show, he, he's, uh, he was me in the 80s mm. he was like a mm. fearless young pro-life speaker right. like years ago guy's right. just awesome i'll introduce right. you sometime uh dr mark newman he was a mm. speech and debate coach at uc irvine wow and making killer bucks training big corporations on public speaking and left it all because his heart broke for uh, yes. the unborn yeah. and he once said he, he says that that john if planned parenthood could have known the havoc they could have wrecked on the African-American community mm. by trading a white hood for a white coat. Uh, they would have done it years ago. Yes, yes, yes. You know, and, and when, you, when, you, when you look at it today, many of your black pastors and your black preachers won't talk about that issue. They won't yeah. say anything about it. What's that been like for you and Bishop Wooden, like that yeah. being the minority yeah. in, in black churches and, and, and black Christian sure. you know, pastors and leaders yeah. to see s s such thin ranks right. of people willing to say the truth? Yeah, we're, we're swimming upstream, you know yeah. what I mean? But we have truth on our side and That's God's right. truth endures to all generations. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I, I strongly believe that we need more Bishop Woodens, more John Amanchukwu's, you know, right. more people out there to speak up and not to be afraid. You yeah. know, we're, we're, we're watchmen. You talked about that earlier today. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's watchmen. time, it's time, it's, it's, it's time to blow the trumpet, yeah. you know, and if we don't, then the blood will be on our hands. And I believe right. that in particular in society, the black church has a lot of bloody hands, mm. you know, because I just recently saw for voting disproportionately. Yeah. For the people, for the people who, who want to lynch us, to, yeah. who want to, to to kill us, yeah. and and we support we support those people. And here's the thing: if you don't support liberal policies, you have your skin tone question. <laughs> right, that's right. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. you know, President Joe Biden. If, if you if you're trying to figure out, just figure if, out, right? If right. you're trying to think about, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. If if you're considering your options, because we should have, if you can't figure options. out if you're for me or Trump, right. You ain't. You ain't. Black. Ain't. He said, ain't. Yeah. Ain't black. I, yeah. And you know, it's that was wild. Yeah. <laughs> that that's amazing. And he got away with it. Yeah, yeah. Right. And then selected a black woman yeah. to be his vice president. And yeah. she joined the bandwagon. That's right. They don't care that's, about black people. They never yeah. have. And Joe yeah. Biden, when he was, you know, when they were running against Mitt Romney. Right. You remember he said, uh, they want to put y'all back in chains. Mm. Joe Biden said yeah, that at a yeah. rally regarding Mitt Romney. I mean, they've been playing right. this race card for so long. Right. And people just don't know the history of this. As we wrap up, I want you to yeah. share something that you sure. have on your heart here. Sure. Um, but here's just here's just an example. I, I brought this up at, uh, when we were hanging out in North Carolina for the I Survived Sanger thing. Yeah. But this is just one of the people that was involved with Sanger. And it's like, it's a, this is the kind of stuff that we need the church to realize. Sure. So this guy is named Eugene Fisher. 
Okay. He was a eugenics expert. And, and Margaret Sanger brought him and featured him as a speaker at a population conference she had organized. Mm. Now, who is Eugene Fisher? Well, he had run a concentration camp already in um, German-ruled Southwest Africa before mm. World War I. Right. And at that concentration camp, he murdered, starved, and experimented on helpless Native Africans. Wow. This is, I mean, so he'd already done this, right? Yes. In German-controlled Southwest Africa. Eugene yes. Fisher. Then Margaret Sanger's like, come speak at my conference on oh, eugenics. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I, just one of many examples of the kind of people yes, Margaret yes, Sanger had yes. aligned herself with. Yes. Uh, because she was a racist and she was a eugenicist. Right. She She referred to black people and the mentally or physically handicapped as... Human weeds, That's right. those defective stalks, exactly. which which uh, prevent the blossoming of the right. finest flowers of American civilization. Right. That is bigoted language. It, but it is. It I is. want you to share with right. us maybe a teaser about your talk today yeah, at the right. conference as yes. we wrap up. That's right. So Margaret Sanger, she, she called them also unfit. That's you know, right, and yeah. she wanted to exterminate the, the black population. So uh, my talk is going to be about murder she wrote. Margaret Whoa. Sanger wrote a letter to Clarence C.J. Gamble. That's right. And within it, she talks about how she wants to exterminate the black population. Murder, she wrote. You, know, you remember the, wow. the show. I don't know if you have watched it. You've probably heard about yeah, it. Familiar you know with mean? it yeah, familiar with it. Jessica Fletcher, right. the actor, uh, playing a role where you know she talked about crime all the time. And it was oftentimes some murderous and uh, heinous things that took place. And I want to key in on the fact that Margaret Sanger created a plan on how to eliminate the black race this past this past year and get took, black pastors to get on board with and them, right? get black pastors to push it so much so that she even brought in W.E.B. Du Bois. Yeah, that's right, right. To get to get him to join forces with her. That's right. And so she used blacks as puppets to push her agenda. Right. And Joe Biden has recently taken a page out of her playbook. Yeah. What is he doing? He's now saying he's going to get a black woman appointed to the Supreme Court. No, Why? Yeah. Well, first and foremost, the criteria criteria for being on the Supreme Court should not be sex or color. That's right. It should be merit and That's merit right. only. Yeah. Secondly, this black woman that he's going to appoint, she's not going to be judged based upon her wisdom, mm -hmm. but upon how woke she is. That's right. And how useful she is. And how useful she is. That's right. And and number three. This, the only reason, and, I, and I'll say this, I'll probably get in trouble for saying it, but the only reason why he wants a black woman on the Supreme Court is so when they take up the Dobbs versus Jackson case, he'll have another black face on there that yeah. counters a black face, Clarence Thomas. That's right. Whoa. So, so they can You're push yeah. their agenda. You're totally right. Yeah. Get someone on there who's going to say, oh, no, black women are, they're dying at um, 14 times the rate of, of whites, you know, yeah. when they give when they give birth. And, oh, no, we need to have more abortion. And, and, oh, no, I don't think that abortion is racism. Watch this. Yeah, we need to bring in more information about the 1619 Project. We need to talk more about critical race theory. Yeah. So he wants a black puppet, someone who's typecast, so he can use to push his agenda. Is that not what Margaret Sanger did? That's right. Yeah, and whoa. today, we have Joe Biden who's prepared to do the same thing. Wow, dude. You know, but the Bible tells us, woe to those who call good evil and evil Good. Right. I don't care what color the next Supreme Court justice is going to be. How does she view the
the issue of life. That's right. She can be green. She can be yellow. She can be red. But if you want me dead, I don't support you. <laughs> I don't right. support you. And that's look right. at this. When Barack Obama, the first black president, had a chance to appoint maybe a black woman. Right, right. Who did he appoint? Justice Sotomayor. Yes. Yeah, right? Yeah. And she was one of the loudest voices. Oh, she's horrible. Yeah. Of wickedness. Oh, yeah. Dur over, over the past year yeah. as they talked about the potential of overturning Roe v. Yeah. Wade. She said in the Dobbs Jackson versus, Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health hearing, yes. she's like, ah, well, you know, uh, the baby in the womb is just kind of like Kind of like a brain dead person, yes. you know, like because yeah. you know sometimes like a brain dead person might like have just physical like uh, jerking reactions yes. if you like scrub their foot, and yes. so I don't think that proves that the preborn who might right. respond to trying to avoid the forceps intended to kill them. I don't think that proves any consciousness or personhood. I mean, the only one who's brain dead is Sotomayor on the court, correct? Uh, and you're right; it's, she's a wicked, wicked woman. Yeah, she 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 definitely is. But and you're wow, John. That's a powerful diagnosis. It's exactly right. It's the same yes. thing the Democrat Party's always been doing because you know they, they don't like Clarence Thomas very much. No, it it oh took no. conservatives to finally do a film on him. Correct. Um, created equal. They they, Correct. they don't want they, they, the liberals in Hollywood weren't weren't pushing a documentary right. on Clarence Thomas. But John, the left told me right. that that if you're black, you have more moral authority. Correct. Um, because you check more victim boxes. Exactly. But Oh, but it doesn't apply to Candace Owens. It yep. doesn't apply yep. to David Harris Jr. Yes. It doesn't apply to Clarence Thomas. It doesn't apply to Thomas Sowell. And it doesn't <laughs> apply to you because uh, they're still racist. Exactly. <laughs> and so we just don't want any kind of black woman up there or any kind of black man. Yeah. We want the one who has drunk the Kool-Aid. Yeah, that's right. The one who's willing to sell his community down a river like Jesse Jackson did. Right. When it was time for him to run for office, he went from calling abortion black genocide. That's right. He flipped. He, 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 he flipped. That was pathetic. And then he now talks about, you know, uh, pro-abortion causes and yeah. things of that nature and how, yeah. you know, people don't care about these babies anyway. It's the true. white man just wants them to be born, but they're not going to take care of them. So we need help from the womb. To the tomb, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? But isn't that why a father? Isn't that the purpose of a father? Shouldn't mm. a father support the child from the womb That's to good. the tomb? Yeah. Shouldn't the father, right, the spark, the sperm donor, shouldn't he fulfill his role? Hold up, Kamala Harris. She just mentioned last year that they're going to enact policies with the tax child credit, where they're going to reduce black poverty maybe by thirty to forty percent by adding a few more dollars to a check for black people. I mean, that, that's, that's great. You know what I mean? I, I believe in the, in the government not taxing us beyond what we should be taxed, you know? Yeah, but yeah. Caesar constantly wants more. <laughs> but, but, but here's the issue. I, I don't need someone to write a check to take care of John Patrick, my mm. oldest son. Pamela and Jewel, my middle child, my daughter. And John Jr. I have three Johns in my house. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> First John, second John, third John. But they don't. Need a, they, but they don't need a check from some from the government. That's right. For them to be in a better position, they have a father. That's right. Right, and yeah. that's the issue. Provider, of our protector, time. right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's the Bible good. says, "If a man doesn't work, neither shall he eat." eat. Right. And if you don't work, you're worse than an infidel. That's right. I have no use for you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And what we have we are seeing from the left is they love to pull blacks in, 
prop them up yeah. to be used for their but if they cause. Deign to think for themselves, oh, to quote man. Clarence Thomas That's in his right. hearings Come when on. they tried to ruin him. And That's Joe it. Biden was questioning yes, him. Yes, yes, yes. If they yes. deign to think for themselves, right. then they'll be treated as just another threat to their regime That's because right. they never cared about black lives exactly. in the womb or outside the womb, exactly. only when they're useful. Yes. Wow. Yes, yes. John, thank you for sitting down with me, brother. Thank, thank you, you for having flying me. out to California to yes. this degenerate state. Uh, <laughs> we love that you're contending for righteousness in North Carolina because yes. is it Roy Cooper? Yes. Yeah, he's garbage. So, like, you yeah. know, if the church doesn't wake up in North Carolina and begin contending for righteousness as well, right. uh, it's only a matter of time until all of those states that, that currently have a more conservative backbone than California end up mm -hmm. looking like California. Yeah. And that's why it, a lot of a lot of what is going to happen in this country is going to start here in California. Yeah. yeah. But that goes back to the church, and that goes back to life, the most fundamental and important yeah. right. Yeah. I believe that. You know what? The church is not non-essential. That's right. The church <laughs> is essential. That's right. We need the church to be the church, and that's to preach the totality of God's word. And if you are bludgeoned for doing so, stand until right. the Lord comes back. Yeah. Amen, dude. Oh, man, I'm so pumped to hear your talk. Uh, John, thanks. Thank thanks, you. brother. God bless you. Out. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys, for tuning in today. Go follow John Amanchukwu on Facebook, Instagram as yes. well. Um, yes. He's he. You're doing big things already, mm -hmm. brother, and in uh, such a powerful clarion call and voice uh, in this moment. Um, John is actually involved with Love Life. I mean, he is an ambassador for them, and uh, and he's contending outside of abortion centers and rallying the church mm -hmm. to engage as well. So once again, connect with Love Life. Bring Love Life to your church. Bring me out. Bring John out. doesn't have to be me. Yes. Bring someone to light the fire at your church. Let's get Love Life going there. Um, and uh, we hope you're enjoying these Love Life California conference interviews. And we'll be releasing more of the main stage session talks as well. Thanks for tuning in. Leave the show rating and review. It really helps us reach more people. If you want to support the show, go to patreon.com forward slash unaborted. Until next week, I'm Seth Gruber, and this is Unaborted.